0: Hello, Dragon Tamers, and welcome back to another episode of Enter the Dragonair's Den. As always, I am Taco Dog, joined by the legendary professor, Jet Force Gemini.
1: Today is really one of those days, Taco.
0: It is a Monday, and comes with all the typical Monday stuff. I'm, I'm just warning you, I'm in a fabulous mood. I'm glad. I hope you had a wonderful Axio Community Day, and did not forget to max out the one of the three hundos that you now have sitting in your box.
1: I think I'm, you mean four hundos.
0: I may be projecting a little bit.
1: <laughs> it's, not, it's not maxed, but I did get two more hundos from field research, and then I got one from the ticket also. Oh, I'm jealous. I had...
0: I got one off of an incense. It was a baby hundo, and I called it out and my entire group was looking for it. And then they said, Taco, was it by chance an incense spawn? I said, hold on, let me check. And oh, I tap God. on because when you fast catch, when you try to fast catch an incense spawn, it will still stay there. And I tap on it. I was like, oh, shoot. Hey, guys, it was an incense spawn. Sorry. Oops. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry to get your hopes up.
0: So. Anyway, if you're not if you're new around here, we are a Pokemon Go PvP podcast that currently covers the Sylph Arena factions while they do their grand hurrah for the King of the Hill. If you're not new around here, yes, I changed the title a little bit. It was very hard, and I put a lot of work into it. So don't hate me too much.
1: Like on on the Spotify?
0: No, just like when I give our show show notes and stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you you mean our intro?
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Intros are hard, so unfortunately, Beach Week has ended today. I got a total of one, Palisand slash Sandy Gas, and I'm okay with that.
1: It was fun watching the buddy stream with Zimmy, where the the other player was was running Palisand.
0: Oh, Kyle throws. Yeah, that was a that was a fun episode to watch.
1: Also, shout out to Zimmy, who, whose streams I've been lurking for the last couple weeks.
0: Yeah, if you guys aren't following Zimmy, Zimmy Kid on Twitch, y'all should really do that. It's a phenomenal battler.
1: Prolo Pass is good fun.
0: And that, that BuzzWall action with Golisapod. Yeah, making,
1: making the double bug work where my triple bug definitely did not work at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, each of those bugs does something different, which I think kind of adds to the the, the team composition, because Golisapod uses Shadow Claw and spams out the moves, whereas Buzzwool just debuffs you with Lunge and Counter.
1: It is nice having three two-turn fast moves between all of those. <laughs> you can actually, like, make plays. It's it's not like a, a Galv or anything like that where you're stuck with a four-turn fast move where it's a bit clunkier.
0: Yeah, that hurts a little bit. Actually, so I was battling in the, in the Go Battle League today. And I went up against a Fury Cutter Galvantula.
1: Interesting. The
0: choice was made. I'm not going to say if I won or lost because...
1: <laughs> I, it, I, just, it, I just assume that means you lost.
0: <laughs> it was a very, very close match. Uh-huh. But I, I was actually able to pull off a win when I banked a surf and basically had my Umbreon tank lunges all day. And my Alolum Sand Slash was already like at super low HP. But it's okay. We were able to pull off a victory somehow. And the Go Battle League gods were probably said, your opponent gets some lag now. But I was definitely about to lose that match if there was no lag involved.
1: Sometimes we we just gotta take the one turn lag and be okay with it. Yeah, we'll go with one turn
0: lag. (laughs) (laughs) But alrighty, so with that little tidbit of intros aside, we got some news from Sylph. Once again, we are late because the first matches of King of the Hill have already happened, but better safe than sorry. We did not cover this in the last episode because we I'll be honest, I forgot to talk about it and I didn't write it down, but now I did. So the metas were revealed in which case one meta is a whitelist of all the top I want to say top 10 Pokemon used in the previous cycles slash seasons. And then the second one, what used to be called an unnamed field, is now called the Ragnar field.
1: I feel like I did them in backwards order. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's okay. It has, it's kind of new. It's got bug, dragon, ice, poison, psychic, water typing with Greedent, Snarlax, and Miltank. But it bans dark, electric, rock... Altarias, the Alola, Ninetales, and Alola Shrew, Lantern, Gardevoir, Toxicroak, Araquanid, Gar- <laughs> Galarian Articudo, Toxapex, Palifer, Alolan Sandslash, so the Alolan Sand family, Medicham, Jellicent, Golbat, Crobat, Fortress, and Sneasler. And I forgot to mention, both fields are a Show 8, Band 2 format, which sounds self-explanatory, but it is still very difficult how many questions mm. get asked myself included, instead of registering six Pokemon, you register eight, you ban two, your opponent bans two, and then you, out of those six, you try to fight a match. So if you're team building, make sure your opponent can't ban a certain Pokemon and it just crumbles your entire team.
1: My my favorite thing about the whole format though, is that the bans are supported through the Sylph site. So none of the bans get revealed until both players have input the bans.
0: I love that functionality as well.
1: Where it's just like I I would have played this the whole time if we could have.
0: Yeah, but you know the it has to pull the put the specials I guess special sauce on it to make it like super amazing.
1: The other nice thing I am seeing now is that both of the fields are now supported on PV poke, where last week where they were not.
0: Oh, they're supported on P V Poke now? Yep. Yeah brb i'm checking that
1: <laughs> <laughs> we also get element <gasps> cup and single type cup and i mean innocent cup was already there but it looks like they did a full update just over the weekend
0: i am super yeah because i'm super excited for this and the single type cup but i kind of already built my team for it when it comes out on thursday gonna be rocking that rank one Haxorus. i think it's element cup first yeah Boo. All right, You'll stay on the bench a little bit longer.
1: Yes. Yeah, so you got another week before single type cup starts. OK.
0: Well, all right. So we are going to go ahead and do another play Pokemon segment because it was the very last regional before the North American International Championship in Columbus, Ohio. Yay, Ohio. At the end of the month. the heartland. I don't like Ohio. I know I probably upset a few people.
1: I but have every, no strong feelings about Ohio. I don't think I've ever been there.
0: Well, like every Okay, so every time I go to Ohio, something catastrophically... Something goes catastrophically wrong. Like, I, one time I was driving through Ohio, and I blew a tire. And the next time, a cop, a dirty cop, tried to pull me over for something that, you know, it was a rental, and they're like, I, I clocked you for speeding. I said, this car does not go very fast.
1: <laughs> it's like, bet... So, just,
0: you know... Oh, and uh, my luggage got lost when I was taking a bus through Ohio one time. That was... Uh,
1: <laughs> How did they <I> lose your <laughs> luggage on a bus? You know, it's... <laughs> I think that's just I, called I, someone stole your stuff.
0: <laughs> I'm very... Well, I, you know, it was the second time it happened, because the first time I was in college, and the I took a bus... second time? Yeah, because... Okay, so my freshman year of college, I took a bus from, from my college down to Texas, in san antonio and i got there but my <laughs> but my luggage did not get there so i had to go into a walmart pick out some like clothes for three days because i still had clothes back at at my my home in texas at the time and like two and a half weeks later i get a phone call from the bus station in 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 harlingen they're like hey we found your bag and unfortunately all the stuff in there was broken so of course, I filed a claim and I was like, hey, so my stuff's broke. You know, there was some kind of expensive stuff and they, they were able to reimburse me. But yeah, unfortunately, luggages can go missing on buses, which I didn't think was possible.
1: I'm learning so much about buses.
0: And I've, I've kind of completed the trifecta of public transport. I've taken a bus. I've taken a train. I've taken a plane. I've driven. You know, I don't even know what's left at this point. Bicycling. Bicycling is the next one.
1: <laughs> boat i guess
0: <laughs> well if i you know yeah i'm gonna get a, a paddle boat and i'm just gonna ride down the mississippi maybe <laughs> luxury cruise <laughs> i'm gonna go on international waters and gamble that happens right that's a thing
1: yeah all
0: right tangents aside back we to were play, pokemon. About play
1: pokemon <laughs> i was
0: <laughs> i was so our factions teammate moist donut and jack of hearts went to fresno and they absolutely t- killed it. You know, Jack of Hearts got went up against the the Vancouver champion from last from last year, excuse me. And I mean last year, as in last season, and was able to pull a two-one victory out, which I thought was pretty amazing. Donut had an absolutely an absolutely stacked group with Kayla Pang, Elite. Those are the biggest. The biggest names i can remember off the top <laughs> you know, of my the head.
1: people that won the tournament <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes but you know it, it's a pretty a pretty interesting statistic came out of that tournament jet and it was elite went on a ten zero run to win the regional and secure the last spot which as of today <laughs> was the the largest comeback from getting knocked out or getting knocked in the losers and going up to win the, win the grand finals and the whole thing. The previous record was a 10 and one record.
1: Do you, do you know who they lost to initially? No,
0: because I, I'm a terrible, I'm a terrible journalist, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm sure I can find it.
1: I'm sure there was sweet revenge involved. (laughs) But yeah, it is It is kind of one of those... Caleb, Caleb showing up again, but it, it feels a little funny like that he's in the bridesmaid position both times. <laughs> yeah, it's not much you can really do. Oh,
0: Softoff is the one that sent Elite to Losers. And,
1: and Elite did, took... didn't make it to Day 2 even, so...
0: Yeah, and you know, Donut... Lost to the champion, so is it really a what's the word? Is it really a the donut really play bad if he lost uh, to the like champion? I, I can't help you yet until, until you say <laughs> more word. I had to think, very difficult. But yeah, Caleb Pang made it all the way out of Group D, won the whole won the group, and then Elite made it to day two, and it was off to the races from there.
1: And we've got our very similar looking team setups again from both <laughs> both both from your tournament and this one where the uh the day two teams has, seem seemed to have a, a pretty readable construction to them
0: true you know i do have to say that there will be you know it is suffice it to say it is the meta champ cup but yeah many meta for sure yeah, meta, meta for sure. However, one thing I will point out is that we we do just haven't found a fairy type that can win consistently against those two, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, we're we're definitely seeing the the winners from the meta shakeup, or just in general, the absence of Trevenant is is super evident here. Yeah, and.
0: I think Donut said it. Donut actually called and said, Yeah, Meta's just going to win even more when the first Meta shakeup happened. And I said, Yeah, you're honestly right. But I think that the amount of fairies that have kind of been given some more play will kind of neutralize it. And so far, I've been proven wrong. But we'll see what happens at the end of the month at NAIC.
1: Yeah. And and even knowing that Medi Sable is going to be on most teams, the other thing that is on. Just about every team that does well is a steel type, if not two. So, fairies can feel a little intimidating to bring, even under the best circumstances.
0: Yeah, I mean, I brought when I went. My fairy type that I chose to bring was a Lola Nine Tails, which if it goes up against the steel type and gets hit with the steel move, it's not getting back up.
1: At least most of the steel types aren't carrying steel moves. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's still a scary thought, you know. You you think that, you know, you're going up against a register, and you're like, oh, I can tank a, a focus blast or a zap cannon, and then it hits you with a flash cannon, because of course it is, and it's like, well, that's it.
1: I do I do know a few players who swear by it, especially since matchups are different enough that you can you can trick players. But yeah, it's a, uh, it's it's not quite as reliable i think across the board but yeah the surprise factor is is potentially worth it and
0: i think that is how you get an advantage over your opponents is
1: just bring
0: that surprise factor
1: yeah and i mean which which isn't to say like we haven't also gotten some other fun additions to the meta like the shadow alolan sandslash especially seems to be here to stay obviously it was on the winning team but Apart from that, like you also we've also started to see some of the fairies like you've mentioned pop up. Like there's a Togetic that made it to day two. And then the other kind of unusual Pokemon is the the Togedemaru, right? Like <laughs> yes. especially that that was their one steel type on their team. Like we're we're used to seeing if it's not Reggie or G-Fisk, like it's DLL and Sand Slash, and none of the above <laughs> we we have we have the heavily offensive steel type instead.
0: Right, right. Yeah, so I'm very excited to see what the trainers NAIC will bring will take out. So far, the last registration number they were at 235 with two and a half weeks to go before registration close. So I think they might hit the cap of 256 soon,
1: and that would be great for you know hopefully seeing where the meta is headed. Going into worlds,
0: yeah, we do also have to look be on the lookout for other metas like at it in Europe and in APAC because those those players, it never fails. You've got three different metas, three different teams, and whoever can crack the world's team first, like we saw last year with <laughs> with Venusaur, will end up, will inevitably take the champion.
1: And we do have Haxorus entering the ring now with Breaking Swipe, so. I'm hoping someone throws it onto their team right away. You know what this means, right? It means
0: that, you know, all it takes for a Pokemon to be good is a certain move. Now, if only you guys at Niantic could give Breaking Swipe to Flygon, you it guys. would be immensely better. <laughs> and give yep. it Shadow Claw for good measure.
1: The, the, the straight upgrade to Dragon Claw feels like one of those things that should, you know, maybe get passed around a little bit. <laughs>
0: Please, give Breaking Swipe to Flygon. I beg of you. It wouldn't right. be busted, but it would definitely help out its beady boy nature. It's anyway. it's
1: still going to struggle against the Haxorus, just because... I know. Yeah.
0: But, you know, it's it's closer in the meta matchup, and I, <laughs> I actually did The Sims on it. It's really close in the meta matchup. It can comfortably beat Galarian Stunfist and Registeel so you can put earth power back on it if you wanted to and the only thing it hard loses to is a pure is pure ice types slash fairies
1: slash <laughs> so
0: you know it could happen I'm, I'm holding out for, for next season
1: yeah it was, it was looking like your earthquake flygon was going to be interesting until <laughs> 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 until the
0: shakeup happened so the shakeup happened, Trevenant dropped off the face of the earth, and there was gonna be less meta champ. More meta Well, I figured that there'd be less meta champ if they were if the, the new season hadn't started and there wasn't as big of a meta shakeup.
1: Oh, you you mean in <laughs> in that other timeline. Yes. Gotcha. Before the timeline split. In
0: the in the before time. That's what we'll go. So anyway, play Pokemon segment good good <laughs> it's time to move into king of the hill all righty jet so we had 128 matchups to go over five of four of which ended up in a tie and there was a lot of speculation as to what the arena was going to do and it turns out that they came out with a really good announcement that made everything look pretty pretty nice and pretty sweet
1: yeah it was just a choose your fighter okay go fight in open great league
0: yeah and they they switched the if you didn't set a team instead of a 2-0 loss it is now going to be a 3-0 loss so it's still best of 21
1: they're 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 not wanting to overthink this (laughs) yeah and it is a little sad how many teams didn't set lineups as far as like like there were even a few teams that didn't set two lineups so I was just like <laughs> why are you here? <laughs> you got a spot that, you know, forty other teams would have loved to play in, so kind yeah, of rude. <laughs> it's kind of a slap in the face when you think about it, but
0: you know, the the rules that the self arena team had put out was First come, first serve, you get waitlisted if you're not in. But what I thought was really interesting was they let the open teams register at the same time as the teams that were Iron and above. Because I, the way I thought, the way I read the announcement was, if you were in Iron and above, you get first priority. But they ended up turning some teams that weren't in open tier, that were in the higher tiers, they ended up turning them away in favor of the open tiers because they signed up first.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, that does feel a little weird. Like, there were some interesting matchups uh, because there were so many open teams. Like, we got our biggest blowout, but then we also got just some neat little rematches from teams that may or may not have run into each other in, in their respective open uh, cycles, so...
0: And our biggest upset.
1: Yeah, well, and it, it'll be a little weird going forward. Like, um... There were some teams that had (laughs) extremely rough round one matchups, right? Where a lot of big names are already out because of that. And then (laughs) there's a bunch of open tier on open tier violence that has led to a good number of open tier teams still being in, in bout two. Right. And, you know, we forgot to mention one thing at the top of the show
0: the the arena team decided to have one more round of free agency and saying that on your team you are allowed to bring one player that has never performed on your factions team or two players that had performed previously on your factions team which made a lot of people kind of scramble to put not only their worlds team together but also king of the hill us personally we decided not to change anybody because our team is the best no matter what we had the best players in and I will Honestly put our team against any team. We're gonna ignore our current record in <laughs> copper because I still believe that our team's the best team.
1: <laughs> we we did we did fine and I'm I'm also super impressed with how we did in bout one of King of the Hill. I'm I'm very much
0: trying to contain my excitement when I saw the final score.
1: I was <laughs> I was I was not feeling like we were Going to make it to week two. So I'm I'm already like, oh, we've exceeded expectations.
0: <laughs> You're not wrong. My expectations were we're going to go in, we're going to let it all hang out, we're going to have a great time. And what ends up happening? Which, <laughs> I'm sorry. I am super excited about it. We upset a Latin American diamond tier team. Like, holy cow. We upset them 14 to 7. And mj i i i know that we have talked about this before when you came on the podcast but i do have to say latin america was probably my i'm not gonna say my boogeyman but i was kind of apprehensive fighting against a latin american team with mj kind of hyping up that that region for so for so long but it's okay because we've shown that we can hang with with the big with the big crew and all the and all the naysayers I know it's only been one bout. It might have been a fluke, but we don't care. We have that under our belt, and no one can take that away from us.
1: And, I mean, we we have another tough battle, so, I mean, it's it's going to be staying the course with having as much fun as we can.
0: (laughs) Yep. We get a... (laughs) We have a diamond-tier EMEA team that we get uh, as our reward for fighting, and that's still okay.
1: What we did learn is that it's just kind of an invisible bracket the way that the single elimination is set up like it's not like you get a random opponent for the next round it's it's really just you you play your your neighbor at one so it's at least that way you can kind of plan ahead if you're going into the next round like you you have a pretty good idea who you're playing
0: yep so and yeah you had kind of pointed that out too it's just we're just kinda of converging into that last spot of, you know, it's single elimination. Half the half the teams get Thanos snapped every week and we're fighting for our quote unquote fighting for our lives to stay in there. And we'll see where this goes from there. You know. I do have to give a quick shout out to the Barktown Boomers. They played an APAC platinum tier team and took them all the way to a ten to eleven. Unfortunately, Barktown Boomers path ends in the first round, but y'all have done amazing things and will continue to do amazing things. So, We can't wait to see when the next iteration of factions pops up and the rivalry gets renewed. Which kind of needs a slice. I'm gonna you know, kind of hold my what's the word? I'm gonna hold my bias towards NA teams because we've kind of followed along theirs as for a long time. But I do have to say, there was one more amazing upset that we had. It was Notorious Knockdowns and iCarly Fan Club. Two NA teams. One was open, one was gold, and Notorious Knockdowns pulled off the upset 10 to 11.
1: I was going to call out the Ghost Pepper Dunspice as well for their 11 10 upset. Yeah, they're, they're
0: a bronze tier team, if I remember correctly.
1: And they played They played a diamond from <laughs> Latin from, Yeah, they played Latin America
0: Diamond tier team, so. This just goes to show you that anything can happen on any given week, and we're here for it. Now and with the-
1: I, I Go- will say, I think, especially while teams aren't used to it, that uh, show eight band two goes a long way. Like, if if you have that figured out, or if you have a lot of people looking at the matchup and can make bands correctly, that I think that's really where you can take advantage of some of these more seasoned teams because it's new for like almost everybody right the adaptation period is you have to win every week to stay in (laughs) so (laughs) it's 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 really like yeah people will get better at it but i I think that's where a lot of the the points are coming from definitely and before the show we had kind of talked about
0: there was a team that lost most of their did not get a single or did i guess didn't get a single point in the field slots and got a bulk of their points in the open slots or am i just whiffing it Mm -hmm. oh never mind i found the matchup which one are you talking about nerdy birds and sea king Vin.
1: oh yeah (laughs) i feel yeah i feel like that one was very appropriate for just the lore of the podcast (laughs) It's like ah oh, yes we have come full circle with Sea King Pin.
0: It looks unfortunately it mm-hmm. looks like the King the Sea King Pin's empire is done, but you know Nerdy Birds PVP is another one of those open tier teams that is incredibly stacked, and they've shown that you know they still be, I'm not going to take away the fact that they beat Sea King Pin, which is one of those teams that's always like very inconsistent. I'm going to focus on the positives and saying they beat a bronze tier team.
1: So, or you know, a, a team that has been in gold, right? Yeah, and they get to represent the the birdie nerds because the original team got knocked out.
0: They did. They got upset by a copper tier EMEA team, which you know it was it was still a close fight. I kind of want to say that. You know, Jordan holding down the open Great League slot really was a, like, kind of a force in that, on that team. And so when I had, yeah, I kind of had noticed that, you know, Jordan went to compete in Worlds. So they had to fill an open league slot, which was fine. There's no, what's the word? There's no disrespect in, like, moving teams around. But I will say that it's
1: really big shoes to fill. That was always really consistent points for them and to go oh six between open great league and open ultra like that's that's pretty rough
0: definitely so we and so unfortunately the brave nerds we love you guys you're still you know our number one team that isn't nerd don't care in our book that <laughs> is gold we
1: love y'all but and on, on the other hand we get watch red army see how they do from here oh 100% yeah, Red Army gets to
0: perform. They get raging Requazas or Rikwazas, and an EMEA diamond team. Let's go! That'll be a good matchup. Some other notable matchups we had: Gumi University and Busta Mime. They were going to fight in what was going to be NA Iron next season. We had Hoosier Daddies, kind of, kind of crew. I'm going to say crews, but they did have a really good, a really good time against Swaymon's.
1: They, they started out down points because they didn't set a lineup. They didn't set a lineup? Oh, yeah, they didn't. The other one that I think is worth mentioning is there appeared to be some kind of um, roster bug for Rock Paper Slark where initially one of their players didn't like get posted into the second Echo slot and then... They apparently got to play because they somehow got a 3-0 in that slot.
0: It looks like it was a dispute of some sorts. Now, I do want to say that there was, like the arena team did say, you might want to screenshot your team placements just to be safe in case something like this happens again. So I'm sure the arena team was aware of it and they were very like on it. saying, look, this is what's going on. There wasn't like an announcement to be made cuz it wasn't too widespread, but
1: it was it was just weird to watch that go from an O2 the other way to a 30. <laughs> like, like, oh, they they obviously ruled it as as some kind of like website glitch as opposed to a uh, they didn't actually put a player there.
0: Right. And then we had another team, we had Thunderdome cruising along in the Battle of Golds from you know they played the order of king howard the nightmare inducing nightmare inducing logo of bidu or Bibarel and slow king fused together but in this instance na gold beat an emea gold team we had the thunder ducks also upset the socal swablu empire and then unfortunately the thunder squirrels lose to oslo pvp tough crowd 17 to 4 a gold tier emea team Going up against a an open tier NA team.
1: Another weird little upset was Charm City Charms beating the inglorious Bastodons. I'm sorry, what now? It looks like there was a communication issue. There's one of them that went O two to the charms
0: It was but, it was But
1: still that's 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 two points past eleven, so
0: Yeah? My goodness. Yeah, Charm City Charms is definitely one of those teams that I think they're here for. They're they're a brand new team, and they went.
1: Let's see. They, here. they did not. Okay. <laughs> they didn't do I, so I well. If I remember. No, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let you overhype. Like this is this is cool that they took this win. I'm just curious what changed between Open Cycle and now because they were they were kind of barely getting by.
0: They came together and said, "Look, this is our last hurrah, where we want to at least advance past the second round." And they did. They just got hyped.
1: They they rode the hype. I like it.
0: <laughs> that's that's the head cannon. They rode the hype and they realized, "Hey, you know what? If we just do a little things a little bit differently, get maybe a little more organized, we're going to be a well oiled machine." And it showed.
1: Uh, before we do our like deep dive into our our one mashup. I, I do want to say this whole format has opened my eyes to how many pasta-based teams there are. <laughs> I, I had no idea how many <laughs> pasta teams there, there would be entering into the King of the Hill. Now, these teams aren't based out of Italy, correct? I, not not all of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, stereotypes aside.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this is how we get canceled
1: but you're correct the amount of but yeah there is i mean there is one of them that's literally the hashtag eat pasta get a, and it's an italy team so with well that. they did
0: win 14 to 6 against dragon tempest which is a really awesome sounding name open yeah,
1: that's, that's a that's a sweet logo
0: i don't even know what that logo is supposed to be of, but it just looks nice
1: oh yeah royal pasta also italy <laughs>
0: well all right so with that being said, before the show, Jet, you said you wanted to take a look at one of the teams that we're going to spotlight. So, which one is that going to be?
1: Oh, the the matchup I wanted to look at was the Cool Cats Real Slark Bow. I mean, we we talked about it last week just because it was <laughs> the cat mascots going head to head, and of course, it's the the Emerald team that's not in Worlds. So, I feel like it's a good place to kind of check in on how how the metas have at least started, if not like how they'll end up. Alrighty. Yeah, let's do it. Okay.
0: So, we had an Emerald tier team go up against an Open tier team that I thought was going to be a Silver tier team because I am big dumb. But it's okay. So, starting, you know, at our usual format of Open tier down to the bottom tier, we had King Kong go up against DFHB1DWM. (laughs) I'm just going to abbreviate it to DF for short. So, DF brought Shadow Lull and Nine Tails, Tentacruel, Noctowl, Quagsire, Vigoroth, and Trevenant, and King Kong brought Shadow Venusaur, Shadow Beedrill, Shadow Lull and Nine Tails, Umbreon, Swampert, and Gliscor.
1: And this gl- looks like the the Cool Cats players just retaining their role from the last couple of bouts, couple of cycles, okay, in, op- in open Great League.
0: Dude, yeah, I'm surprised that this that this ended up a sweep in DF's. In DF's favor because these teams look really even on paper. I'm kind of going to zero in on that glass score with Wing Attack, Night Slash, and Earthquake most likely. You can do some damage on Tentacruel, Quagsire, and Trevenant if you really wanted to. You would just have to. I'm going to, for simplicity's sake, I'm going to assume that the Alola Nine Tails is running Powder Snow. You would just have to really stay away from that. But at the same time, the only quote unquote, what's the word I'm looking for? The only quote-unquote thing I'm seeing that can remotely resist a Powder Snow Alolan
1: Ninetales is that other <laughs> Shadow Alolan Ninetales. I mean, the Shadow Beedrill is good, too. The Maybe the most surprising thing is that there's a Trevenant here, right? Like, we're, we're used to seeing Shadow Alolan Ninetales in the open Great League slot just from this whole last cycle. And then, not surprising to see Quagsire after its buff. Same with gliscor like that's it's been really reliable but yeah the, the the trevenant popping up is is kind of odd with how the actual open meta has moved away from it but maybe they're trying to take advantage of that and how they are maybe expecting teams to be a little soft to trevenant now that it's kind of gone out of favor mm. i don't think that was the case in
0: this matchup so Trevenant it d- doesn't look like it came out to play other than being lined up against a Swampert
1: is what I'm noticing yeah well I'm, I'm not saying that it had much to do in this particular matchup but just the, the fact that it's that it made a lineup at all is is worth noting
0: gotcha okay what do you think the over under is that the Alola Ninetales had Weather Ball Cy- and Psy Shock I mean on, on, on which side <laughs> oh on uh, DF
1: side Mm, Just because there's an Umbreon, I think you need... Oh, you need Dazzling Gleam? A little little bit of Fairy for that. Okay. Alrighty. So,
0: and Noctowl can neutralize Venusaur Beedrill very nicely. You just have to watch out for the Shadow. Alolan Ninetales on the other side. Umbreon has... Looks like two checks to it in the Alolan Ninetales and Vigoroth. Swampert, I mean... Of course, you have the Trevenant and Noctowl, and then Gliscor has to stay away from the Tentacruel and the alone Ninetales. I'm not too versed in the quagsire gliscor matchup, so I'm not going to comment
1: on that one confidently. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, quagsire has a, has a rough go like unless you're a mad person and running water gun obviously, but yeah, it, it, like you have to rely on stone edge to hit it, so it's it's not great. Okay.
0: Alright, ready to move into the Ultra League matchup?
1: Yeah, let's check it out.
0: Alright, we have Always the Bridesmaid, Never the Bride, Caleb Pang. Yeah, we're, we're back to Caleb Pang. <laughs> <laughs> Going up against FMC Garts. Caleb Pang brings Kobalion, Mandibuzz, Shadow Needle Queen, Defense Deoxys, Kofagrius, and Lantern into Shadow Gliscor, Galarian Stunfist, Dragonite, scent Regice, and Obstagoon. I'm trying to find something to zero in on that looks <laughs>
1: Well, we can we can comment just right away on Shadow Nidalee Queen popping up again. Um, that's that's one of the ones that was pretty well moved out of the meta before. Granted, we've we've also had a not open Ultra setup for the last cycle. True. Hear me out. Okay. How do you feel
0: that Watergun Lantern was used in this matchup? And the only reason why I say that is because mandibuzz and kovagrigus can handle jellicent and those ground types are looking real nasty but if lantern has water gun you can let Cobalion loose on the entirety the rest of the entire team
1: yeah it's not bad you're you're really just kind of swapping coverages right away from dragonite jellicent towards the ground types which yeah not bad kofa itself isn't bad into this team like the the shadow night slashes hurt a bit but you, <laughs> you you needed to find something to deal with the the gliss core which was kind of the the biggest hole here and so I, I do i like the the water gun adaptation especially since they managed to turn that into a 3-0 yeah and that's what i'm going to be thinking
0: about when that's what I was kind of thinking of, going, oh, I'm seeing two grounds, and I'm not seeing a really good ground counter. Watergun Lantern seems to be a good play. but Yeah, well, yeah.
1: And, and Cobalion is, is fine into grounds not named Gliscor, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> it, it, That becomes way more difficult when you can't do super effective with the a Sacred Sword. True.
0: Okay, then. So that seems like a pretty open and shut case. I don't want to see what the like what was cooking in the Master League because it's our first non-sweep. Okay in the Master League we had Monstar. Monstar is 50 against Sir Breezy. Monstar's brings a Ho-Oh, Excadrill, Gyarados, Rayquaza, Slowking, and Florges into Gyarados, Mewtwo, Hydragon, Mega Blastoise, Florges, and Excadrill. So even though we don't see it. We do see the effect Shadow Gang or Mega Gengar has brought into the Master League meta.
1: Is that still even something that's uh, a consideration? Like I, I forget how the breakdown is for Master League now. I'm going to double check. Yeah, because I think yeah, Mega Gengar is just out. Actually, yeah, you're right. It's like I had a I had a vague brain tickle about that where I was like I'm pretty sure they wanted it to be a little different so they kicked it to the curb.
0: Yep, they they did they banned it. But instead of uh, they had eight points to build their team. That is Omega Steelix. Okay, all right, back into the matchup. So in this case we're seeing well I'm not seeing Omega on Monstar's team which I thought was really neat and <laughs> that Slowking over there looking really menacing just standing there.
1: <laughs> Menacingly.
0: <laughs> yes. But on this one, you see we can do stop start, starting from the Ho-O working our way down. Ho-O can handle Excadrill, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, if it gets a if it gets a debuff on Sacred Fire.
1: It's it's iffy like okay. the, the rock slide does it so much. Okay.
0: Then we have Excadrill with the tried and true rock slide drill run. It's a Gyarados and opposing Excadrill. We're seeing two, two a pseudo dragon and a dragon uh, with Gyarados and Rayquaza. Yeah, what's it called? Quote unquote, pound for pound. These teams look very similar. Except for, you know, you got the Ho oh and you have the Ho and then on the other side, you have a dragon dark type.
1: Well, if, if you want to compare it like apples to apples to apples, you have Hydreigon on one side, Rayquaza on the other. And the Mega Blastoise and the Slowking. The Slowking is the one that's a, like a little weird, just because I'm. <laughs> I'm wondering what that's doing, and you know, essentially, a Slowking has Ultra League stats, right? the The max for a Slowking, I don't think, is very high. The <laughs> it's twenty eight seventy seven for a Slowking,
0: but it does have access to. For charge moves, Surf, Psychic, Blizzard, Fire Blast, or Return.
1: So I, I guess I'm just wondering what that's doing here, or what they were hoping to cover with that. Um, like, obviously, the choice between Confusion or Water Gun Fast moves, depending on what coverage you need, is, is can be nice. But you, would it be safe to say that Blizzard could have been a choice here? Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's fine into not Mega Blastoise, but you also have to get to it. And yeah. that's, that's tough against a lot of these Pokemon.
0: Yeah. Especially Brutal Swing Dragon and Crunch Gyarados. This one's going to make my brain hurt a little bit.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think, I think this was just more, the, the construction is similar. So I just like the, the Rayquaza here in general, the, I mean, the other breaking, the original breaking swipe Pokemon is just a nice addition to Master League teams.
0: Definitely. Well, alrighty then. Ready to move on to the fields, which was yeah, incom- let's, perfectly balanced.
1: Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's let's see what what they came up with down there in, in the full new metas.
0: Okay. So, in the first field, this is Ragnar. Yeah, Ragnar field. We had Auburn versus Sig Jimbo Slice 1. Now, once again, just a quick reminder these are the Show 8 Band 2 formats. Auburn brought Quagsire, Chrysalia, Azumarill, Greedent, Hypno, Galissipod, Mew, and, and Galarian Weezing into Jimbo's Miltank, Mew, Walren, Quagsire, Trash Cloak, Wormadam, Greedent, S Cavalier, and Defense Form Deoxys jimbo banned chrysalia and galisopod and auburn banned miltank and greedin so on the surface you've got two you got your mud boy you've got your your swiss army knife mew. Walren and mew walrin and Azumarill's looking they kind of do the same thing they soak up a lot of damage you got your confusion users and hypno and trash cloak Wormadam, leaving the only two quote-unquote Wild cards is Escav and Defense Form Deoxys and Greedent and Galarian Weezing. Galarian Weezing is a poison fairy, right? Yeah. That means it would take super effective damage against S drill run.
1: Yep. Yeah, a little a little weak to ground.
0: And then it would, it would take super effective damage against Trash Cloak Wormadam's confusions, right?
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you would have so right off the bat, you're looking at some very good counters for that glare and wheezing but you do have to be careful of overheat or line up your quagsire against glare and wheezing and never have to worry about it i
1: guess yeah well and since they're running double steel bugs that that is something to keep in mind or or this starts to show the value of a pick like a hypno on like yeah everyone knows mew is is the wild card but
0: Hypno is the original. Hypno damage blocks.
1: types are also yeah. They they run the all the elemental punches, so that does make it a lot easier to lean into something like a fire punch. Because then you're yeah, your only resist on the opposing team is the Quagsire, then,
0: which can kind of be taken care of with you know Mew slapping Grass Knot on there or Grenadet running Bullet Punch for quote unquote maximum fast move pressure. Even though I don't think Bullet Punch puts a lot of fast-move pressure bullet, on it. Bullet Seed? Yeah, that. Bullet Seed. I got the bullet part right.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so in this instance, I am very... I guess in this case, it came down to which player got the lineup they wanted. Which, yeah, duh, of course, that's the best... Uh, <laughs> that's, like, the main reason why people win.
1: Yeah. The, the Hatsby, though, I think is is really looking pretty safe
0: i think i would run play rough and hydro pump if i was the azumarill user yeah just to get out that massive damage and then if i'm locked in against a walrin i can just play rough it and play rough it some more because i think you outpace to two play roughs before walrin gets two earthquakes if i'm not mistaken
1: yeah well and the two earthquakes might, doesn't even KO. I don't think so. It's just, it's it's fully in in Azzy's favor at that point. You would just have to worry about Defense Form
0: Deoxys running Thunderbolt or Mew running Wild Charge.
1: Yeah, and at least on the on the DD matchup, you don't have to worry about the fast move pressure. The the counters are also resisted. So, right. I would I would I would call that a net positive opportunity to to bank some energy. So yeah, getting. I feel like the the pressure was was on Jimbo to get everything lined up because yeah that that Azu was going to be tough to, to deal with if you didn't have the right pick left to manage it. That
0: is a very fair assumption. So yeah, I'm going to chalk it up to Auburn's team was more flexible, so it could kind of power out of difficult situations. Yeah. Those bands, though, you know, I. I want to say that Jimbo was kind of locked into banning Chrysalia because it did have access to Grass Knot. And then I don't know, I don't really know too much about the Galissopod matchup. I guess because it's a bug water type and it resists a good portion of moves. Because the other strategy is, you know, the bands that get involved in there too.
1: Yeah. And. Just for the sake of time, like I I don't want to try to take apart the bands too much. Like you're you're just kind of left with what you what you're left with. But um I don't I don't think you could simplify Auburn's team too much better than that. Like yeah, you you don't have to worry then about seeing Glissapod and having it just ruin your your Quagsire's day, right? Like (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right, it has liquidation. You can you can feel a little bit Safer to run Quagsire on, on Jimbo's side if you get rid of those two, especially. Okay, I
0: see what you're talking about now. Well, okay, so let's go into the next one where we had Ramberto777 into X Scourge. So, second verse, same as the first, with the exception of <laughs> Ramberto swapped out Frostlass for Mew. <laughs> And x brought the exact same team as the teammate, Jimbo, but swapped out Samurott for... And Gyarados. Swap, yeah, Samurott and Gyarados for Mew and Wormadam Trash.
1: So, this, so, I mean, like, this is already cool. Like, you get to see... You get a little bit of, like, a, a heads-up view into the mentality of the team, right? Where, like, oh, this, this setup looks really good on paper do you want to borrow
0: it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you want to cheat off my test? Well, we had the exact same
0: bands from from the top match into this bottom match. So it was a Quagsire, Weezing, Frostlast, Hypno, Zumro, and Greedent. It's a Gyarados, Cav, Quag, Samurai, Warren, and Defense Form Deoxys. But in this instance, Scourge's team looks a little bit bulkier on paper, and is able to kind of overpower the Galarian Weezing and the Hypno using Escav, unless that Quagsire, for some strange reason, is running Sludge Bomb for Azumarill, which it's a choice?
1: Yeah, and I think about the time, like, if you're really worried about covering Azumarill as a Quagsire player, like, I, I would look at Earthquake, just so you're getting best bang for your buck in general, especially if you're looking into a team that doesn't have a flyer, like, why not Why not all ground damage? <laughs> Go all
0: in on this one move, and yeah. yeah, earthquake would give more coverage into like glaring, wheezing, Greedent hypno, and opposing quag.
1: Because yeah, especially when since shadows are banned, the the quag kind of needs like in certain matchups needs something a little bit better than stone edge. Like the improvement on mud bomb is is all well and good, but if if you're really looking for a nuke, the the earthquake just has has wide appeal, right. Well, alrighty. So
0: I'm going to give my MVP on this one to Escav just because of the potential with, you know, you have the ground coverage with Drill Run and Mega Horn if you wanted to, or for whatever reason, putting Acid Spray on and just beating down the opponent to death, which I don't think was the case. But I think in this this instance, Scourge's team was on the more flexible side of Ramberto, which is why we had the 2-1 here.
1: I wonder if there wasn't... um... Maybe just uh, a different tech involved. Just because uh, Azumarill still looks strong into uh, Scourge's team, right? Like the mm-hmm. the overall makeup is is very similar, and some of these are worse. Like the the samurai and the Gyarados both are their fast moves are, and their charge moves are all resisted <laughs> by Azumarill, or <laughs> it's like. That feels bad. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm guessing the the Quagsire had a lot more to do with this one.
0: Mm-hmm. Did the, did Qu- did the sire do the hard carry?
1: Well, that that's that's just my my head for this one because that as looks looks even even more deadly this time. So like to me to me this is even more surprising that it didn't go the other way. Right. Okay. So that is Ragnar, short and sweet and to the point. It looks like. Well, yeah, it helps when six of the Pokemon are the same (laughs) from both
0: teams. All right. Well, we got to move into a new field, so we're going to have some new mons. Fingers crossed. No. (laughs) All right. So we had Polymer in the echo field. We had Polymers up and Big Howie one square off. Polymers up brought Quagsire, Alola Ninetales, Dracalge, Umbreon, cradle Lee. Yay, Dilly Dilly. Chrysalia, Defense Form Deoxys, and Cofragrigus into Swampert, Trash Cloak, Wormer Toxicro, Toxicroak, Chrysalia, Frostlast, Greedent, Superior, and Charizard. Umbreon and Cofragrigus were banned on Polymer side, and Frostlast and Trash Cloak, Wormer were banned on Big Howie's side. So let me see here. So I'm really liking Superior. Like, really, really liking Superior. And Swampert, of course. But you do have to watch out for Chrysalia.
1: Yes, yeah, Serp is Serp is okay. It's got a little better than than half of the matchups are pretty good. Uh, I don't know how the Lulu Nine Tails goes exactly, but I think um,
0: it has to be running Charm. But I don't see a reason for it to run Charm in this matchup.
1: Yeah, and and this is kind of circle back to what you were asking about before. To me, this is one of those where. Just because they have a toxic rope, that's that's a good reason to run psy shock. Mm. Because then then you win that every day of the week. Yeah, the yeah, but the the superior is gonna really struggle with the Dragalgi. The only kind of nice thing on the superior side is the Dragalgi has to go up to an outrage to hit you for neutral. And I think,
0: well, no, you're doing double resisted damage if with frenzy plant. Yep but I think that would still hurt a decent amount, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, it's it's not a super tanky Pokemon, but I'm going to say that that's still not winning you that matchup. Okay.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, you also do have Cradley, or not Cradley, excuse me, Swampert, putting a lot of pressure on that Dracology because it is Poison type. You know, Poison Dragon, Water Ground, or Mud Boy. But, you know, with two... Grass users on the other side. I'd be a little careful bringing that in. At least with, yeah. I was gonna say, at least with swamp or on crate on the Cradle East side, you have to land the earthquake to make that matchup work. But you are not coming out of there with all your shields intact. Speaking from experience, actually, no, no, that's a shadow matchup. Never mind. <laughs> I was like, you can win with two hydro cannons, but no, you need. You need some more help if it's a regular Swampert. I shall claim myself as the resident dilly-dilly expert.
1: <laughs> this is one of those where because the ghosts and steals and darks get banned, that the the cresses are, are kind of the obvious pivots for these teams, and there aren't amazing answers into them, where you, you can definitely buy yourself a lot of time Running the crest, um, maybe the, the crest mirror isn't a, a great place to, to spend that, but I, I, I suspect these were very much kind of you, you gotta get the positioning, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's the that's the jostle is that out, outside of the the crest, like the rest are, are pretty polarizing matchups, right? Like, um charizard with energy like is is always scary but since credily got rock slide like that's that's not even like a gimme um and quag obviously can can run the stone edge same so similar deal there and dd also with with rock slide potential so it's just an unsafe environment for everyone (laughs) which which i'm sure that these matches were wild Where you had, like, these moments of calm when Cresselia was in. Everything outside of that was just nutty.
0: That's fair. Alrighty then. So, good on Big Howie for taking a 2-1 victory over Paul and up. I I appreciate that. So, final matchup. We have Twastel versus Hooter. (laughs) Twastel literally brings the exact same team
1: hey it's a it's a strategy
0: it is you know like i you know what i say about teams that share the same pokemon if one person cracks your team then you're at a huge disadvantage but if they don't you can cash in for big points it's like high risk high reward anyway so in this case twastell brought the exact same team and hooter brings vigoroth alolan Ninetales, umbreon sableye trevenant Defense Deoxys, Walrin and Pelipper. So they're really doubling down on the Dark and Ghost here. In which case, Umbreon and Trevenant were banned, but Sableye was allowed to roam free.
1: And to me, that's that's an interesting call, right? The Sableye to me is is more flexible in general. Like you can do good damage even if you're just hitting with Return. Whereas the the Trevenant after the the nerf like takes longer to do everything. So. Now, see, here's one thing.
0: Now, I know you said you didn't want to talk about the bans, but I'm very surprised that Chrysalia and Defense Form Deoxys were banned on Twastel's side. If you have Pokemon like Trevenant, Umbreon, and Sableye that can do immense amount of damage against those two Pokemon.
1: I think, especially if they saw the bans that went into Big Howie's team first, like, if they were anticipating, okay, so my Psychic... Answers are going to get banned. Then you would want to make sure that those big tanky Pokemon are out of the way. True,
0: I guess. I guess I'm kind of looking at like I don't want Sableye to do too much in this case. But even then, Sableye with Shadow Claw and Return can do an immense amount. <laughs> yeah, immense amount of damage.
1: I do. I do hear what you're saying, though, and and I. Yeah, I, I wonder if maybe banning the Umbreon on Twostel's side over the DDs is, is a, makes your life a little easier. Just
0: I think it does, mainly so that, because
1: so at least whichever of your Darks or Ghosts gets left over, like they don't have like that one nightmare matchup. But it's also at the same time making your Vigoroth worth. So Vigo looks like it's in a decent spot here. Like, obviously the counter damage in in Drugalgi and kofa not going very far but at least into the other side of the, the other four like it's very playable
0: yeah that's that's why i'm kind of like that's why i'm kind of looking at it, like maybe if hooter had banned Umbreon like you said i mean i can go either way with chrysalia or defense Deoxys of course chrysalia has access to moonblast so i, I would think, leave well and
1: cress is just really strong in this meta and I'm I'm actually glad that we looked at this particular uh, matchup for our deep dive, just because it it really shows, I think, what the early winners were from these new metas.
0: I see, and of course, when you are, I kind of appreciate like looking at, you know, the the biggest difference in tiering from you know the top and emerald and the bottom and open to see what each team kind of brings to the table. The score reflects one thing, but in the field slots, it was completely open or completely even.
1: Yeah, and and the builds are even like remarkably similar, right? The safety margin was was very similar for these for these matchups, right?
0: Well, okay. So, Pastel was able to take a two one victory. I'm kind of going to chalk it up to um, I. So this is my thing. I'm going to say that the wrong Pokemon was banned and hooter made hooter made their job more difficult if that makes sense
1: i don't know i i think it's just it comes down to personal preference like what you want to play more <laughs> um <laughs> like obviously there's there's also just a certain amount of unknown going into it of what you'll actually have left to use um when you submit the bands so i yeah i i think Banning Cress is always the right move. It's like, even even when you have multiple good answers into it, just, it's so tanky.
0: Yep, that that is true. It is one of the more tankier mons. And Umbreon, I think, is the second tankiest Pokemon. Right behind Lickitung. But hey, you do what you can. Well, alrighty then. So, 256 teams have come in, we are down to 128, getting up to 8 rounds into play. Worlds is starting this week, which is going to be
1: fun. And there was some kind of journalistic insight there that was released today. Oh yes, I'm seeing that the FSN
0: writers are writing, are all coming together and writing their part. I am super excited to read those. Uh, so looks- did,
1: you, did you have any matchups to watch just for looking at this this bout too all
0: right you're gonna hate me i haven't uh, looked at it too much
1: that's that's fine I... like just 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 scroll through like see if there's things that stand out like to me <laughs> to me the fact that that we get notorious noctiles versus Gooing university like <laughs> we get to continue that thread of oh we're still an iron tier <laughs> we, we get to just keep pretending like we're not in the very end of factions
0: you're right. This is just you know it starts all over again. So I'm liking our matchup, the air Don't Care, and against Hidden Powers. It's gonna be very crazy to see. I'm also really liking the. Where was it? Shoot! 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 I'm liking the Nerdy Birds going up against potentially wasteful, and yeah, I see the Notorious knockdowns one. The Dynasty versus Fox Fox Devils Wild should be a nice, a nice play also because i like the logo with the two nine tails put together so yeah there's there's a lot there's still a lot to go through and it's going to be chaotic i really want to see charm city charms do well to continue the we got our stuff together and we're going to do really really well now but you know we'll, we'll see what happens in that matchup
1: mm, what, 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 what about you i was i was looking in on who uh, Thunderducks Ducks are playing and it looks like they're playing an iron team so it's not super exciting. Frostless are also playing an open tier team. I think East Caliber is also playing an open tier team. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so I think we're going to think we're going to see pretty big blowouts this week comparatively. Well,
0: Stadium Elite Silver gets matched up against a Latin America Diamond-tier team. So that should be fun.
1: Yeah, so they actually get to start playing now, which is nice. Is
0: true. they that's true. Bi- their quote-unquote bye week is over. Yeah. Aztec Black, that's a team I didn't see before. They're an open-tier team. They're uh, going up against the... Chorizard. Feel... Another Latin American team. So two Latin American open teams.
1: The SoCal Swablu Coastal... Sky and Steel, on paper, looks like it should be a pretty good matchup. We'll get to see how the uh, girls just want to have fun deal with the the uh, doof team. I'm rooting for the girls on that one. <laughs> I mean, it's they're they're an open tier against a diamond, so it's <laughs> I'm rooting for the girls. It'll they it'll, just want to only... have fun, yeah. They were they were one of the first. I only bring them up because they were one of the first ones over the line this past week. So that was that was fun to get acquainted with them that way.
0: Yeah, that's true. Well, alrighty then. Uh, I'm not sure about you, but I am ready to take a quick break while we go over some <laughs> while I go over some what's the word community stuff in our notesy notes section. <laughs>
1: Sounds good, Taco. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Winter. Oh, before I forget, Winter Wolves, an APAC Open team, gets wing attack.
1: Like, like I said, I think there's <laughs> there's a bunch of blowouts waiting to happen. But I mean, that also means there's upsets waiting to happen potentially. I I don't foresee them actually occurring, but you know, it'll it'll be. Like for example, it'll be it'll be fun to see how Shiny Sandshrews does against Canadian Shield on, um, but again, don't expect anything crazy there.
0: That's fair. Okie dokie then. So with the first wrap up of King of the Hill and a deep dive, which you know Jet does a very good job at choosing their deep dives. So I just choose the fr- the pretty Pokemon pictures and we go from there.
1: <laughs> yeah, we can we can we can choose by logo next week. <laughs>
0: oh no, that means I have to choose. Okay, so we are going to take a quick commercial break, but we will be right back after these messages. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial break because I know I did.
1: I caught a bundle bee. Hey. Is it shiny? No, but one, <laughs> one of my biggest accomplishments over the weekend was I got to finish catching keckley on stage of the shiny jirachi tasks so now i'm just getting excellent throws and i did get an excellent throw on the bundle so all right we take
0: those all righty so speaking of actually i don't have a segue for that so i'm just gonna get right into it this podcast is powered by you the viewer on our patreon that's all i got (laughs) we're gonna give a shout out to our patreon zt smith for his donation to help us Keep the digital lights on. The support that he brings is very much appreciated, so thank you. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at Dragonair Den. I'll leave links and stuff in the show notes down below. We also have a Discord that I will link down there as well. Come in, hang out, have some fun, talk about memes and, you know, just do some friendly banter with other teams. We've got players from Barktown Boomers. Of course, DNA don't care hear me Pyroar.
1: smattering of other teams
0: <laughs> i forgot which one the naked hornet was on oh and who's your daddies because because zt's in there and mj which is dubs for cheap but yes come in have some fun we're not too scary at least i don't think and i think that's all we got for what's it called for socials right twitter discord patron yeah Alrighty. so with the start of the World Championship for Factions happening this week. We will also go ahead and post a, a link to the article because there's going to be a group stage and then there's going to be a championship stage. We would like to know who is y'all's pick for winning the World Championship for Factions. Some names out there, I believe, is Magnus PvP, PogoGoats. I believe the original, the A team for Stadium Elites, on there as well.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll actually have to go check who made it.
0: It's posted somewhere,
1: right? (laughs) 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 There'll be some live matches over on places.
0: Yeah, you know, you do what you can. So it probably helps if I refresh the page to know who's in it. Okay, so yeah, there's 40 teams to go in. EU Emperors is in there, Chicago Stars, Snowbird Trappers, Elite TMs, Anna Arbor, Arbok infinity go white muddy water aztec league the body slammers just go check it out
1: all your all your favorites that we didn't talk about in king of the hill over there
0: (laughs) yeah okay so with that out of the way we're going to jump into the salsa bar where once again taco does something that is supposed to be common knowledge but apparently he just doesn't get it
1: what did taco do
0: I don't know. <laughs> this is the part where I'm supposed to get dunked on, but I've kind of just been a hermit recently. Like ever since I got back from Milwaukee, I just, I've been to work and I've come home. Well, actually no, there was one thing that happened. I wandered into a construction site.
1: Why'd you do that for?
0: So I was riding my bike, right? <laughs> yeah. That's how all these stories start. I was riding my bike and <laughs> there was a sign that said road closed ahead and they're doing it. Doing a lot of construction work on the sidewalk. So I'm thinking, oh, okay. Well, they're just working on the sidewalk, so I'll just go around. Then my bike just dropped like a foot into the ground and I'm like, oh, nope. This this whole place was actually closed. So
1: It's happening now.
0: Yep. So I I ended up riding through the gravel, kinda hurt myself a little bit, but then like I just got out of the construction side and rode away. I was
1: Uninjured. You, you you stopped being hurt and started being awesome again instead.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we'll go with that. I, I wandered into a construction site because I thought you know it was just the sidewalk being worked on when it was the entire road. Alrighty. So we have a bit of a plug that we would like to do where we're in both in the pallet Town PVP Discord server and we're participating in the Pallet Town Summer Festival. Yay!
1: it's it's got a little bit of everything for everybody to to earn points and do whatever you like doing in in pokemon go and (laughs) as as we're we're moving out of sylph territory pretty soon here yeah we're
0: gonna be over the coming weeks we're gonna be plugging some what's the word we're gonna be plugging some other projects that other communities shine some spotlights on it of course project zygarde is still in the works there's not a lot to talk about so when we get more information we'll talk about them a little bit more but the Summer Festival is a three-month team event, which will include a whole range of challenges and activities, as summer-themed tournaments, and expect PVP Catch Ivy challenges, wafer, Bingo, Who's That Pokemon, and so much more. There is a variety of different ways to earn points for your team. Of course, we are on a team with Jack of Hearts, our team captain, Moist Donut, Jet Force Gemini, myself, and ZT Smith, and our team is affectionately called Ride On D's. So, I will happily be on this team and we will lead it to victory. And our, our team chat is just me with the, the chicken nugget meme, and Jack laughing at it. So, woo! I'm excited for this festival, I've never participated in it, so,
1: we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how they kind of manage everything. Like, <laughs> I, I hope it's, it's not uh, like too much baggage for anyone but obviously like catching relevant new pokemon and maybe playing in a flash tournament like it's it's just it's little things that should be easy to to work in during the downtime of summer
0: yeah if it's battle related i'm gonna let you guys take the helm
1: (laughs) yeah and it's and it's fun to see custom metas popping up again because you know that's that's kind of the the origin of of sylph in general was what happens if you are just looking at these types and with these bands and let's play some different Pokemon that maybe aren't viable and open, especially?
0: <laughs> right? Well, alrighty, then, so we have some GBL progress. I am passionately at rank fourteen. I am one gosh, win gosh. off from, <laughs> I am <laughs> one win off of rank fifteen. I've been taking this rap, this really, really slow. I've already gotten two I've already gotten 05 twice. And yeah. But what
1: what kinda what kind of stuff have you been playing? Have you been like messing around with new Pokemon or new moves or anything like that?
0: So at the start I was using Elite to kinda get practice for the regional. And then when I got back, I tried out a Medicham, Dugong, and Alolan Slash line, and that got me all the way to about rank twelve. And now I'm with the advent of like Community Day just came out. I'm using Haxorus, Clefable, and Alolan Sandslash in the back.
1: Well, there's that, there's that Haxorus that I'm hoping to see at uh, NAIC.
0: I think it'll do really well. Breaking Swipe does a lot of damage. Or maybe it's just the fact that it's on such an attack-weighted Pokemon, which is why it's doing a lot of damage.
1: Yeah, well, and you give yourself like some simulated bulk that way, too, with the debuff, where it's like kind of the the best of of every every world on that particular pokemon because you've got good energy generation with counter you've got good damage coming out because you're so attack weighted and then you also make yourself a little bit more takey by debuffing
0: yeah so in this instance i'm i'm gonna try running that line so far i'm zero three with it but you know
1: well yeah, see what happens. And, and sometimes, yeah sometimes you just need to figure out like who the supporting cast needs to be like what what are you seeing that's giving you trouble and and that just takes a few sets sometimes but to me anything before rank 20 is just kind of for fun anyway so right like take, take take your time with it
0: how's your gbl progress going
1: so i i did make it the end of, of my Riko challenge i got to rank 20 yesterday and I'll say, like it, it felt a lot easier than the Flareon challenge. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 Flareon like every game like every win felt like pulling teeth, pretty much. Whereas, like, if someone didn't shield something off of Flareon, and I got to take out a Pokemon right away, like, okay, yeah, that was that helped a ton. But I I found a line decently early on that that. I played through the rest, like through rank twenty. That was Altaria, Medi, and Shadow Raikou. I tried there were there were a few other like fun combinations that I ran. Like I ran one of the days early on, I ran Hisuian Electrode in the lead, and there was at least one game where I had four back-to-back wild charges that I threw, or it was just there there are a lot of Pokemon that are weak to electric in the meta right now, especially since there are so many fewer Trevenant around. And yeah, a fairy lead was was pretty much just like a loss every time, but didn't see too many of those. And there were enough Swampert or Lantern leads that had kind of flyers behind them that turned into food for Raikou also. And a lot of people that just either... Didn't respect Raikou at all, and so they ended up losing Pokemon to charge moves, or respected it too much, like, and and were just willing to shield everything from it and enable the other two. That the uh, the team actually ended up working better than expected. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was it was just nice to see my favorite Pokemon doing pretty decently well. Like there were there were obviously some mods that were that were tricky to handle, like. Fisk in general was was a little bit tricky i was thankful every time an opposing swamper let me get off a shadow ball off of raiko before they threw a move because like obviously if i no shield the hydro like right as they get to it i'm just done so just like felt like charity the fact that they <laughs> over farmed and got let me get to a move because yeah by the end of those matches like even just pulling the shields off was was worthwhile usually
0: dang that's honestly super impressive like
1: yeah so I, I think I so I got uh, my elo was like just over 2200 which yeah way better than the, than the Valerian one which was like slightly under 2000 dang <laughs>
0: I'm hoping to be up there, hopefully by I'm going to push in the element cup. I'm just going to use it as my mess around time and then just let it all hang out from there.
1: Well, and the nice thing about element cup is those games are so fast. Like you just if you have the the Pokemon built already, like, yeah, there's there's no reason not to play the little cups just because they they tend to just run so quickly. Fair. Well, alrighty then. So you're one of those people that likes open ultra, I guess. Hey, don't say that too loud or Jack will hear you. <laughs> I mean, I'll be done with oh, all Shavine. my games for the day and they'll still be playing their second match. So, <laughs> And Shravine. I know he likes Ultra. Yeah, and obviously it goes a, lot the, a long way if you're invested there. So,
0: Alrighty, so this was a great episode. It's a good show. It's <laughs> unfortunately at that time of if the I, episode.
1: If I don't say so myself.
0: We're going to pat ourselves on the backs a little bit. <laughs> Well, it is unfortunately that part of the episode where we have to say goodbye. So, I hope you all enjoyed this lovely, lovely episode of King of the Hill. It's a little bit of a different format, but, you know, there's just one thing to go over. We'll try to incorporate some extra community projects. If you have some other projects you would like us to shout out or talk about a little bit, please send us... I was going to say send us an email, but we don't have an email. Send me a DM
1: (laughs) on Discord.
0: (laughs) Yeah, send us the info on Discord. DM via Twitter. Or even on this show in the yeah. Spotify section.
1: Don't don't forget to you know check out our tournament progress because it'll be started by the time this episode comes out.
0: I forgot to mention that. Yeah, our our very last self tournament will start by the last time this episode goes out. We might see our first repeat champion, or we might see a dean. No, no, a dean air don't care member already won one of our tournaments.
1: It might happen again.
0: <laughs> will we see a repeat champion? Who knows. Actually, you know, you and Jack won Nyad.
1: I remember I split one with, like, three or four people. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you, you, Jimbo, JW, and Jack all made it together. (laughs) So, with all that being said, it's unfortunately time that we have to say goodbye. But until next time, always remember, keep your dragon fangs sharp, destroy those ice and fairy types, and until next time, we will see you all in our next episode.
1: Have a fun week, everybody.